With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mine ain't a damn thing pretty. Unless you're talking about the bridge and seaport. Even from the seats in the upper decks, you can see the seashore. Tell gay function with the carny aside. Just walk from the tribal building for the Padres. I'm on it. Yeah, because for the 619, we'll knock you down. Anything for the brown. Put it on the town. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Baby says she want to go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 289 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden, your host here on the day after Thanksgiving. Hopefully, you, your family, had a great day yesterday. You're probably sitting on the couch today watching some U.S. men's soccer or watching some other sports. There's some college football on. Or you're watching this and listening to this, uh, stuffing your face more with some probably leftovers. Uh, hopefully, you have a great weekend as well. Today, there's some stuff. I mean, yesterday, yeah, it was Thanksgiving, but MLB reporter John Heyman from the New York Post, he actually had an article out with some pretty interesting tidbits that could involve the Padres. Some did actually involve the Padres. There's the big nugget, which was about Xander Bogarts, and I will get to that. Uh, but there was actually a couple more that were also about the Padres that I wanted to get to first. Um, so let's start with that. So the first one, and this article you can find, I believe, on the New York Post digital website, or you can just look up John Heyman's Twitter profile and you'll find it there. Uh, but the first one was about Michael Conforto. And John Heyman said the Cubs are among the teams considering Michael Conforto. He's seeking a two-year deal with an opt-out. Now, that news obviously is about the Cubs, but the Padres, we know they're looking for outfield help. 
So would the Padres be interested in bringing in Michael Conforto on this type of structure, contract structure, two-year deal with an opt-out? I would. Um, I think that he's going to be healthy in 2023. Now, this is not a guy that I would be you know, overpaying for, but what he did with the Mets, like when he was healthy, he was an impact player. Um, I can look up his numbers. Now, he is a Boris client, so you know, kind of like Profar, that number, he's probably going to be asking for more than he's worth. Um, so I, I would. this is not a guy I would go all out for. This is kind of like Profar, right? And he also does have the injury risk as well, but it is another intriguing name to add to that outfield list. Well, maybe not add, but another name to talk about. Uh, I'm sure the Padres have checked on Conforto, but like when he has been healthy, um, you know, 2021, that was not a year for a, a good year for him. But in like 2020, uh, yeah, it was 54 games that he played in, but he had a 412 on base percentage, a 154 OPS plus league average is 100. Uh, he was an all star in 2017. Now that's a long time ago. Uh, but if you look at his age right now, he is 29, so that's in the middle of your prime, right? So a one year with a club option, I would do. I don't want it to be all in Conforto's hands, kind of like the Nick Martinez deal was with the Padres, that first deal. It kind of still is in his hands, but I want the control. If I'm going to give him one year, I don't want him to have to, I don't want him to be, be able to, you know, opt out of that after having a great year and then go be a free agent, right? I want him to come back for that second year. Hey, we invested the money in you. Now we get to keep you for another year, right? So I, I, I want at least the club option or maybe, you know, there could be an opt-out, kind of like the Nick Martinez deal. You can give him an opt-out if he wants that two-year deal, opt-out after the first year. But I want the Padres to have a club option if you're bringing in Conforto because I do think he can help the team and be here for a couple years. Uh, but I want the Padres at least to give to have that chance to like make him come back to the Padres if that makes sense. If he does have a good 2023, um, so that was a little bit of news from John Heyman. The Cub, it was about the Cubs, but he said the Cubs among teams considering Michael Conforto, AJ Preller. We know he kicks the tires on everyone, so I'm sure that he is considering Michael Conforto. Uh, the second thing, I mean, it's not something that I think we should like spend 20 minutes on here i've already talked about kodai senga a lot but john Heyman did say that the padres have to be players for senga since san diego asu darvish is his mentor the only thing i'll say about that like no duh um i don't think they have to be players for senga since darvish was the mentor i think it's they're players for senga because they're willing to spend the money He's a fit in the rotation. He wants to be on an immediate contender. All of those boxes are checked, right? You can, Padres can fill holes, and Senga can go to an immediate contender. Okay, yeah, you can add the Darvish thing in there. You can add in, you know, Suarez and Martinez. They were teammates. I don't know if they were teammates, but they played on the same uh, SoftBank Hawks team there, um, not in America, So, or over in, in uh, Japan. So you can add those things on there, but... I don't think the Padres are players simply because of you, Darvish. We saw you, Darvish, with the whole Seiya Suzuki thing last offseason, right? What happened there? 
he goes to the Cubs, right? He was looking for different things. It seems like, according to Ken Rosenthal, Senga wants to be on an immediate contender. The Padres fit that. Senga's already visited with the Padres. He's also visited with, like, the Mets, and I think he's interested in the Dodgers as well, uh, the Rangers probably. There's some other teams on there. But the Padres do probably have to be considered one of the favorites for Senga, considering Preller's history, bringing in some of those guys. They are willing to spend the money, it seems like, um, and considering you know, the Padres being in this spot, being a contender, and they can definitely use Senga. And I think Senga could use the Padres. So there's not really anything to add on that. But Heyman, whatever he said, what he said there, it was kind of like, yeah, no, duh. But it's not they have to be players because of you, Darvish. I think it's way more than that. Um, all right. So the next topic or the, fi- the real final topic here, you know, it was Thanksgiving yesterday. There wasn't a whole lot going on. I was surprised that this report even came out. But the last thing was about Xander Bogarts. And I will get to that. But first, here's a message about Gaglione Bros. This episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros Famous Cheese Steaks and Garlic Fries. Their main location is on Friars Road, and you can visit gaglionebros.com for their menu and contact information. You can also enjoy their cheese steaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. Okay, so John Heyman. The final thing, and this was the big thing that he reported yesterday on Thanksgiving in the New York Post, that was about Xander Bogarts. And this is what he said. He said, the Padres are a surprise team looking at shortstop, and they like Xander Bogarts. Kim could become a super utility player, and Tatis could move to the outfield. San Diego also likes Jose Abreu. So the thing about Jose Abreu, we already know that they like Jose Abreu. He is a guy that I would love to have on the San Diego Padres. He had over 300 last year. He's been an all-star. He's won an MVP. Like this guy, you need power. You need a first baseman. You know, the veteran presence, I think he'd be good for the clubhouse as well. And I think his average is going to increase, you know, with the cancellation of the shift, right? The banning of the shift. There's, There's a lot of reasons to love Jose Abreu and want him on the Padres. So, yes, we know about that. I've already talked about Jose Abreu. It seems like he's gonna. it's going to come down to the Padres and, like, the Astros. Those are the two main teams that I've been hearing uh, in this whole Jose Abreu sweepstakes. Now, other teams could creep in there, uh, but Astros, Padres, those are the two main teams. The White Sox, they want Andrew Vaughn back at first base. Now, with the Xander Bogarts thing, so... The Padres being a surprise team. Let's kind of dissect this thing one by one here. So, Heyman saying the Padres are a surprise team looking at shortstop. I think that is a surprise because I don't think they need a shortstop. Like, sure, having Xander Borgarts would be great. Having Trey Turner would be great or Carlos Correa or Dansby Swanson. I'm a fan of Dansby Swanson. I would love him here. But... I don't think they need a shortstop. They have Hassan Kim as a shortstop, right? Jake Cronenworth can play shortstop if they need him to, right? Fernando Tatis Jr. coming back after the suspension. He's a shortstop. He's played shortstop his whole life. He is arguably the best shortstop in baseball when he is healthy and he is on the field, right? They don't need a shortstop. But it's not surprising that Preller is still kicking the tires because look at this. What if he doesn't like 
the first base options, or he thinks uh, Brady's going to go to the Astros, or he's going to go sign with another team. Getting, you want the best offensive players, right? And the best remaining offensive players are probably the shortstops. So if you want to get creative and move Cronenworth to first base and have Tatis go to the outfield, have Bogarts play second base, play short, have Kim play the other position, you can make your offense better that way instead of saying, hey, we don't need a shortstop, so let's keep everyone at their position and let's go get an outfielder. The outfield offensive market is probably not as good. I don't think it's as good. It's not as good as the shortstops, right? Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, Xander Bogart, Swanson, right? Those are better offensive players than most of those free agent outfielders, right? So if you want to make your, your team the best offensive team, right? You definitely can make the case that getting one of these shortstops makes the team the best team, right? So yeah, I, I think it's very appealing. I don't think they need a shortstop though. If they're bringing in someone to play short, I would just say go get Jose Abreu because you have shortstops, right? But I'm trying to look at it as, okay, if he's saying the Padres are interested, Heyman, they're interested in shortstops, why is that? What are the Padres looking at, and why are they interested in Bogart? I know that they like Bogarts, and they're interested in him. They're like, you're probably like Ben. He's a good player. That's why they're interested. You know, in 2000. Uh, 22, 5.8 baseball reference war, 15 home runs, 307 average, a 131 OPS plus. Again, league average is 100, so well above that. Like, this guy is a great player. But why are they interested, like, past him being a great player? The reason I can come up with is the one I just talked about, where they want, they, they just want to get the best team, the best players. And they'll figure out the positions once they get the best team possible the best lineup possible and having both i think bogarts is the better addition to the lineup over jose Abreu. or let's say they think Abreu's going elsewhere bogarts is the better addition to that lineup than profar right that's an upgrade just looking at the bat right i think over conforto and other guys they could be interested in in left field bogarts is an upgrade over that so and, you know, Tatis playing the outfield, I think that's definitely something that will happen in 2023. I don't know how often. I think that's going to be um, something that I'll, we'll have a better idea of when we know what the roster really looks like. Um, but, yeah, I think that really seems like it's going to happen. Kim, now, Kim being a super utility player, I think Heyman's looking at it as, okay, they're going to have Bogarts play shortstop. They're going to have Cronenworth play second. They're going to have they're going to bring in another first baseman. That could happen. But if you're signing Bogarts, that's your money. That's all your money this offseason, right? That's what I would think. MLB Trade Rumors is predicting Xander Bogarts to get 7 years, 189 million. That's 27 million a year. That's pretty much your offseason, you would think. The rest of the offseason money. You brought back Suarez, brought back Martinez, right? You need more pitching, but your big addition, it, that would be Bogarts, right? And you have Tatis coming back. That's it offensive, offensively, right? Need some bench, small additions, but it's not going to be big, you would think, right? You, you wouldn't think. So 
if that's your offseason there, they're not going to go get Jose Abreu on top of that, right? So I'm looking at looking at this as, okay, it's going to be Manny at third. You put Kim at short or Bogarts. You have Kim at second. And you got to go get that first baseman from inside the roster, whoever is on the roster right now. And Crony fits that. He'll play first, and then you have Tatis go to the outfield to fill that right field hole. You put Soto in left, and you have Grisham in center. That makes your best lineup. So I'm interested in Xander Bogarts. I if looking at it this way. I don't know if a lot of fans are. Uh, you know, why do we need a shortstop? We already have one, right? That's my initial thought on this. But then when you try to look at it from Preller's point of view, and I know that's hard sometimes because Preller just thinks so outside the box. This would be kind of outside the box, right? Because you are changing some guys' positions and you're adding to a position that you already have pretty good. It's Shortstop, it's a good position. You already have uh, Kim and Tatis and Manny can play there. Uh, Crony can play there. They, they have a lot of shortstops, right? So you wouldn't think that's where they're going here. They're, they might not go get Bogarts, but it does make sense lineup-wise, improving the lineup. What are the best, what's the best lineup addition? Uh, you can make the case that it's Xander Bogarts over Abreu or over any of these free agent outfielders that are out there, right? Um, and this was an interesting thing. So from this is via the Boston Globe. This was at Pedro Martinez's uh, foundation gala, whatever that is. I think he has it uh, annually. And a bunch of players show up and stuff. And Pedro's is, Pedro is obviously loved among, you know, Dominican players and stuff like that. Um, so Juan Soto was there at this Pedro Martinez gala. And he said, quote, at the end of the day, he's going to make the right choice, referring to Xander Bogarts. I hope he makes the right decision on the West Coast and signs with SD. So Soto is... This, these are takeaways here. Soto is recruiting Xander Bogarts. He wants the Bogarts to become a Padre, and why wouldn't we, right? We, I love Bogarts. He's a great player. But what I take from this, it's, I don't take this as like, oh, this is just, you know, friends or a friend of Bogarts just, you know, joking around and saying, oh, he comes to San Diego. Uh, I, I think this is, Maybe Preller or some Padre or Manny maybe told this after speaking to Preller and Seidler. He said, hey, they're looking at Xander Bogarts. You know, maybe float it out there at this gala, this gala that you're going to. You know, maybe float it out there to the media and you know, make it known that we want Bogarts to become a Padre and get that in his head and get Bogarts thinking, hey, being in a lineup of Soto, Tatis, Manny, Cronenworth, I mean, sign me up with that. Get him thinking there. And I get to play defense behind uh, when Darvish is on the mound and Snell's on the mound and Musgrove's on the mound and Suarez and Martinez and Hayter and Garcia. And you know, sign me up for that. I get to be managed by Bob Melvin and, you know, sign me up. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think this is just Soto saying, oh, I hope Bogarts comes to San Diego. Him saying that, I hope he makes the right decision 
and signs with San Diego, I think that tells us that Soto knows that the Padres, yeah, they're interested in Bogarts, and this could actually work. Like, this could actually be a thing. Because why would he say, I hope he makes the right decision and signs with San Diego if, like, Peter Seidler and Preller have said, yeah, we don't have the money for him, right? Like, I think he knows that it could make sense and it could be realistic. I don't know. I don't know how real, realistic it is uh, unless, you know, Seidler goes and just doesn't care about any luxury taxes and um, and just goes and spends and goes Steve Cohen mode, right? Just spends whatever amount of money he wants. And he could do that, right? We've seen that with Martinez and Suarez already. Um, now, the only question I have, like, so about it being realistic, I think it is realistic for like this year and next year and just go all in for the next couple of years. But I think Bogart wants a long-term deal. So if we're going to give him a long-term deal, are the Padres going to be able to sign Soto to a $500 million contract and bring in Bogarts for almost $200 million on top of Fernando's $340 million and Manny's three hundred? I know it's not three hundred because he's already played half of it, almost half of it, right? But what, what would it be then? Like $150 left? Musgrove, $100 million. Darvish, trying to work an extension with him? Like... Does it work that way? So I feel like it could work if Bogarts wants to sign this short-term deal, high AAV, and Seidler says, F it, we're going all in for 2023 and 2024, right? Like, just go all in with that, and then Bogarts is a free agent, and then they bring back Soto, right, and extend Soto. Um, Bogarts, he is, he's 30. So I don't see him doing that, right? This is his big free agency, his big his big uh, crack at free agency. So he's going to want that long-term deal. Going back into the free agent market at 32 or 33 is not as appealing as being in the free agent market at age 30 like this, right? So I do see if the Padres bring him in, I think it's going to have to be on a long-term deal. I personally don't think this will happen, but... I think that it's realistic when you look at it from like AJ Preller's point of view. Like I'm trying just to I'm trying to construct the best offensive lineup possible. And Bogarts is that over Abreu and Bogarts is that over any other offensive free agent option we could go. I mean, maybe Trey Turner, but you get what I'm saying. Maybe they don't want to, you know, pay Trey Turner that much. Although Trey Turner he could maybe play center Second, I mean, he could definitely play different positions. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my thoughts on that. I think it's realistic when you look at the team. Money-wise, I don't know, though. Fans might be paying $30 beers if that happens, if they want to keep Soto and have Bogarts and all that. But I would love to have Xander as a Padre. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know the odds of that happening. I think it's I think it's low. When the Potters are interested in Xander Bogarts, I mean, sign me up. I'll I'll talk about this all day, right? Um, I'd I'd like to see Dansby Swanson as a Padre. I think he's gonna he'd be cheaper than Xander Bogarts, but the Braves are probably looking at that and saying, yeah, he'll be cheaper than Bogarts. So let's bring him back. 
or other teams. I don't know if the Phillies are interested in him, but like the Cubs, they're probably looking at that like, hey, we don't have to spend Trey Turner money on Dansby Swanson or Bogart's money on uh, on Dansby, but we can bring him in. You know, he'll be a big free agent splash, right? Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really really interested in seeing how this free agent class, this free agent market at shortstop plays out. Who signs first, and then because you know that the next guy is going to sign for more, and then the next guy might sign for more. Uh, you know, depending on who it is. I think Trey Turner probably should get the most out of any of these four shortstops, but we know Correa is going to be looking for a big deal. Uh, it feels like Correa, you know, being a Boris guy, and I think Bogarts would sign early. I think Dansby's fine with signing early, so I think Correa and uh, Trey Turner would probably be the last two guys to sign, but I'm really interested in seeing how this plays out, and the Padres have thrown their name into this conversation. I was not thinking that they'd be in this because we know we're focused on Jose Abreu and Kodai Senga, and we should still be focused on them. I think that's the most realistic additions, to be honest, those big, you know, the big name additions. But it's AJ Preller. He's unpredictable, and that's the beauty of him, right? Uh, so, a very fun episode. Give me your thoughts at, uh, at Talking Friars on social media, on Twitter, Instagram in the comments on YouTube. Do you want Xander Bogart? How much money would you give him? Do you think this is actually realistic for the Padres? Let me know. All right, episode 289, Talking Friars is done. Short one, but thank you so much for tuning in here. Ben Fadden signing off. Enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend, and I'll talk to you soon. See ya.